Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. to another episode of Girl That's Scary. It's your girl, Cat Daddy. And Jazz, the 40 ounce connoisseur. And I'm really fucking excited for this week's episode. Um, this week, we are talking about a person that is unfortunately no longer with us, but someone who is just that guy. Like, um, this is a stand account for George Romero, and this week we will talk about movies that are directed by George Romero. Ooh, George Romero the God, he and this bitch. George Romero the God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't see how I wrote that right. down on the paper. If Charlotte <laughs> McGay can be the God, so can George Romero. Period. Okay. Charlotte McGay. Sh- <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm sorry. After watching that video, I'm I can't stop saying how you mess with them. <laughs> but you know please, what? Hey, hey, please, please. Another day. Webby. A legend. But yes, this week we are talking about George Romero movies and movies he more so directed. A couple of these movies we're going to touch on, he's actually had his hands in writing. There's a whole lot of other movies that George Romero has um, kind of touched his, you know, just re- reached out and touched with his hand. Um, and there's a shitload of them. And I'm, I'm, they're not necessarily covering those today, but we might mention them in passing. So shout out to you for yeah. being you. So... Let's get into it. If you have, you have, I feel like I'm about to say, if you haven't seen a joint, no, you've seen one. You've seen one. You've seen one. Um, you, you're damn sure seen a remake of one. Cause yeah. pro- there is one person who's probably like, you know what? I'm not sure who that guy is. Well, one of his most famous films you probably have seen is Night of the Living Dead, 1968. Everyone's definitely heard about that. And or Dawn of the Dead, not the Zack Zack Snyder remake, which I happen to be a fan of the 2004 joint couple people probably held their nose a couple seconds ago. They can hold their nose because I had a good time. Okay? I gotta stop talking. Very different tone. Yep, but, um, yeah, so Night of the Living Dead, 1968, it is a black and white film. Um, I stand. This is actually one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, I have a top five list. Top five, top five, top Top five. five. And this is actually not Number five, it's up at the top. Um, we have an episode on that. Like we last do. Halloween, we did around around about that time. We did our top five, top five, top five, mm-hmm. and we talk about that. And this is on cast list, and it's a good time. It's a good time. You can watch it anytime. Sometimes I just throw it on because why not? They're coming to get you, Barbara. Listen, I know you're tired of Barbara's life. Um, oh, I can't stand that bitch. I can't stand Barbara, bitch. Oh my. Barbara, God. the played by Judith O'Day, and basically the movie opens with Barbara 
Um, you know, she's coming outside. She's outside parlaying with her brother, and Johnny, they happen, yeah. yep, and they happen to end up in a graveyard. And he's trying to be funny and kiki and like make fun of her, but actually things go left when a ghoul or they come across this man. They don't even know it's like a ghoul, but the guy's like coming up to him real slow and starts attacking them, and that's when the bullshit starts. And you know, she eventually ends up at this house and she runs into Dwayne Jones. And he's playing Ben. Yes. And if you don't know who Dwayne Jones is, I'm going to need you to stop the tapes. Cut yep. the cameras. Cut the cameras. Open up Google and look up Dwayne Jones. Also watch Ganjin Hess. Period. Um, That's exactly where I was yeah. going with this conversation. Go to Ganjin Hess, please. And oh, my God, you. yes. While you're making your Halloween or your spooky season list, hello, welcome to spooky season, bitch. And as you make your list, you need to find time for Ganjin Hess if you have not seen it. Ganjin Hess is that girl. Really, that is literally all I have to tell you. Yes. Um, and then now we're watching Ben and Barbara basically navigate what we soon to figure out, and them too is the zombie apocalypse in 1968. Oh yes, girl. Let me tell you something. First of all, Ben pulls up in his truck, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm about to do this. I'm about to do this. How many out here? We could take them. Do you live here? Do you live here, Bob? Oh, we love a solution-based okay? Um, He's literally in this jank asking all these questions. Like, he's trying to get, I, we could board this up. It's food in here. Maybe it's a radio. Maybe we could gas a car. First like, of all, these white people are sick because this black man is getting them together. And I, I live. I do. I live. I'm the boss up here. I'm the boss up here, and you can just stay your little ass down there. He didn't say all that, but that's essentially he what he said, said. Listen, I got the phone, I got the radio, I got the food and the TV, bro. I got all that. Well, the phone is off, I think, but I got everything else. So you can stay in that dank ass little basement if you want to, with your sick ass daughter. Well, but maybe they should. We're not doing that. And I don't want, I mean, I know it's a really old movie, but a lot of people, I mean, have seen it. A lot of people also have not seen it. You know how people feel about, like, black and white movies. Also, you know, there's a new generation of the youth them who is out here discovering horror films. Welcome, guys. Hi. Um, you may not have seen this movie at all, so I kind of don't want to spoil it. We've talked about it a couple times. Yes. Um, in some way, shape, or fashion. Yeah. So if you want to do that, go ahead and get true to that. Um, but also check this movie out. It's essentially free almost everywhere. Um, it's public domain apparently, so you'll yeah. see it in a lot of different movies in the background. Um, I was watching or catching up on on Cree show recently in season two, episode five. Um, the episode is called Night of the Living Late Show. Um, and you have not seen essentially the premise of that episode is Justin Long's character, um, on the show. I forgot the guy's name, but he makes like a machine where you get inside and you can actually be one uh, like a player inside of your favorite movie and the said character is into horror movies so they're actually stuck in um he's stuck in a different kind of movie but ends up in night of the living dead mm-hmm. uh, and the whole like premise of the shape of the episode like the intro cartoon like you know how creep show is set up mm-hmm. like it's a uh, you know you're looking at a fucking horror novel graphic novel or something yeah. like that and the beginning part um was set up like the creep was doing stuff um, that was, uh, excuse me, the creep was doing stuff that was going through a graveyard. Like, it was looking like the beginning of the movie. So I was like, okay, well, this is kind of cute. Um, but if you have not seen that, check out Creep Show. And Creep Show is another thing that George Merrow has had his hands on. We've talked about the actual movie Creep Show. Yes. Um, but that episode, check that shit out. The new season just started on Cheddar. Listen. Oh, and then every time I was talking about jazz about, talking to Jazz about this before we hit record. Um, but there's a story. 
revolving like a George Clinton prime on the Funkadelic and them being like higher than giraffe's pussy and ending up on the set of Night of the Living Dead. And number one, I cannot imagine <laughs> being so like on land of Pluto that I end up on a fucking set of a zombie film and now I think that I am being attacked by zombies. I would shit myself. And but it was a wonderful story. Check especially that shit out. the way they were telling it. I so, was cracking the fuck up because I I would I too would have been stressed, very fucking stressed. Can't imagine, can't do it. But check it out. Oh yes, you could. Uh, I didn't know if I told them where they could stream it. You can stream this for free on Pluto TV. You can stream it on Peacock. Um, you can stream it on Tubi. Night of the Living Dead. You can find these things on all these which we call it. Oh, and then like as we talked about, um, what is that other movie that we have discussed? Was it Dawn of the Dead that I mentioned? Or was it... What I, mm. It was Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Um, where do we begin? Basically, all of the of the dead movies, whether it is Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, where else? Dawn of the Dead came out in 78. And then you had the ones that came out more recently. Now, they're not... I'm not even going to hold you. They're not Mr. The, Romero's best work. I watched them so you didn't have to. Um, I've seen them as well. Land um, of the Dead. Land of the Dead wasn't well, that bad. I liked Land of the Dead. That's one with Big Daddy in it. Yeah. Diary of the Dead and then Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead was really good. Survival of the Dead. Yeah. Survival of the Dead mm-hmm. and Diary of the Dead. Dot, could, dot, dot. Question, keep, question mark. Question yep. mark. Um, it's the emoji with the squiggly mouth. That's mm. how I feel about those. And then they're connected. Creepshow was the other thing I was saying about. Uh, digging it. Okay. Now, something that I had never got a chance to see, and we just thought, well, we got found a link to it. Uh, shout out to Nate. Um, Martin. Girl, I also have not seen Martin, and I'm here to discuss. Uh, Martin 1978, it's pretty much, and in the other countries, like, international, it's like Vampir or Vampir, whatever. I... I didn't know what I was... I knew it was going to be like this vampire kind of movie. Okay. But the movie starts off... Martin is in this bitch, and he is, like, drugging people and assaulting them, and then he's drinking their, from their wrists. So, they don't show you the assault, but they allude to it, because the girl is naked. She was not naked when he found her. You did no. not need her to be naked to drink from her wrist, because there's later scenes where he cut somebody through their clothes. You... You were trying to do the sexy stuff with her while she was unconscious. Yeah. And that's not all right, Martin. Because he mentions it later on while he's talking. He's like, yeah. Well, and he literally says, well, I do all this sexy stuff. Well, I, I have, the, I don't really have the urge to do this. I guess it's because I'm doing all the sexy stuff without that now. And I'm like, this is weird. <sighs> Martin made me feel really uncomfortable. Um, and essentially, Martin is George Romero's... Um, it's, a, it's a vampire flick. It's a guy who thinks... He is a vampire. He's out here trying to live this vampire lifestyle. He truly believes that he is a descendant of Nosferatu, and so does his uncle. His uncle also thinks this motherfucker's a vampire. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is the kind of life y'all are living? Yeah, well, he doesn't think... He thinks he's a vampire, but he's like, yeah, it's not. I'm Nosferatu, but it's not magic, baby. I'm just a vampire. Because he came in, they had the garlic on the door. He bit into the... He snatched it down and bit into the garlic. Because, like, you see? You see? He there was no pushing magic. the crosses out their face. Like, girl... It doesn't mean anything to me. It means nothing to me. It means nothing. I'm uh, still going to slash you and dash you with these motherfucking razors. Okay, can we discuss, first of all, trigger warning, like we said, for sexual assault? Because there is a scene, even without him fucking feeding, it's just, it's gross. 
the scenes were just really, they made me so uncomfortable. What is going on? Wanted to shower after that movie. Um, and it had like 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, really? Really? What about it? I, and I like George Romero films, but that one, like, if it was the goal to make us feel uncomfortable, I think it might have been a younger Romero, like, he's trying to be experimental. And I see it, like, you know, this is, to my knowledge, his only take on a vampire film. Um, and I get that. I really like that he tried to do a different aspect, like, maybe he is, maybe he's not. Um, there's another movie that we have talked about. I think it's called Transfiguration. Yes, it is. Yeah, with the um, boy who yep. is like obsessed with vampires, and he's essentially basically on the same type of time, yeah. um, minus the sexual assault. Yeah. Uh, but that one's good too, and, and the lead is a little, is a little black boy too. So I shout out to him. Uh, but this this movie, if the goal was to make me uncomfortable, you did that. Mm-hmm. Um. I like the take on vampirism. You could have left out the sexual assault. Yep. Um, but girl, what the fuck? It was it was a it was a bunch of what the fuck. It was a bunch of shout what out the fuck. to horror. Yeah, yeah. That's I don't pretty know. much it. And if he, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, you don't know is he or is he not. You have to watch it and figure out for yourself. Mm-hmm. But I won't be watching it again. I think I'm okay. Plus, it was hard to find anyway. Like I had to go on a search, and then I had to ask the universe for it. So and the universe delivered. They did. The Shout universe, out to you, Nate, once again. Yeah, the universe delivered. But I'm like, y'all made me search all this for this? Mm. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to start chopping it up real quick about Amusement Park. So um, I just saw Amusement Park for the first time in my life, and I know that's the most recent, well, the most recent George Romero film to us because his foundation kind of like found the film and they, you know, made sure they got everything together and made it cute, dress it up, make it real for us. And we are able to now see it. Um, but the film actually was made in 1973 and de- debuted in June 1975 at a film festival. Um, and it's essentially about, you know, like taking a look at the horrors that, you know, growing of growing old. Um, and what that looks like when you get old, like in, in all of the, under the guise of an amusement park mm-hmm. and it's not your everyday amusement park that I want you to know jazz and everybody, when I was just watching this movie, I dead ass started crying. I was crying. Yep. You're like, bitch, what, what the fuck? Yes. You're like, what happened? Here's what happened. Let me explain. <laughs> okay. So as everything is happening to this man, right? Like the guy, he comes, but bro, hold on. Burr, burr, burr. Spoiler alert. Just want to throw that on there for you guys because I'm going to get a little in detail about some of these movies. Not okay. all of them, yeah. but some of them. Um, so, damn, we should have put that on there for Martin. Oh, well, you know what? Same thing, y'all. Y'all still should probably see it. All these movies we recommend y'all seeing at least one time just to say you saw it. Um, but, you know, some of these, especially these deep cuts, who girl? So, amusing part. My eyes started sweating profusely. Because, one, it makes me really sad that, number one, this movie takes place in the 70s. So just mm-hmm. to give you context on that, um, and just watching what the, you know, it, it did what it came to do. It, emo- it evoked an emotion. It's sad. It's a fucking horror. It's something that, you know, some people, not everybody, some people were really shitty to the elders in our community. Like, you too will never become an elder. I mean, some of us may not, unfortunately, make it to old age, you know, experience that. But if you do, like, you know, shit could come back to you. Um, I wrote in my little notes, it made me think about, like, 
the actual gentleman, he's like coming out through a door and he goes into this amusement park and you see like from the instant he gets into the amusement park, like number one, the amusement park is not elderly people friendly. You can't really get on any rides. The young people and all the other people are kind of like, you know, the hustle and bustle of the crowd. So they're pushing past them. Exactly. And you see the other older uh, people who are at the amusement park, like they're usually in like wheelchairs. So it's not accessibility friendly. It's definitely not accessibility friendly in the seventies. Um, and then, uh, you know, they can't really get on the rides and if they do get on the rides, they can only get on certain rides. You know, you can't really get on the roller coaster because you have heart problems or high, you know, blood pressure and blah, Mm. blah, blah, like all kinds of other shit going on. And, you know, that's a real thing at an amusement park. So me, emotional for various reasons. One, my grandma used to take us to the amusement park all the time. Like, my grandmother used to love to get on the roller coaster, and I was really excited because the amusement park made me think about the last time that my grandma took us to Wildwood in Jersey, so I was really excited about that. Two paired with one, all the people in this movie, they look like, like they, uh, they look of this time period. So even though it's the 70s, the elders look like someone who came from the 1950s, 1960s, and it made me think about our elders that who are no longer with us getting emotional right now. Oh, right. So that's how it was, especially because you're talking about ageism and mm. like the mortality of the people around. These are themes that are being touched on in this movie. So I am crying. <laughs> this is supposed to be a horror movie and it's still scary, but I'm like, I'm literally crying like, oh my gosh, and maybe miss these people. And maybe it's my grandma. So I was being real fucking emotional watching this movie on top of recognizing all the things that happened to the elders in our community. Um, them, you know, having to deal with, you can't see anymore for real, for real, so you can't drive. Bitch, I'm already there. So the back of my license saying I ain't got, I, I can't drive on no glass anyways. But you know, like, I was having a conversation recently with my mom about, um, you know, the bigger conversation was about uh, people in power, and, like, you know, our congressmen and stuff about mm-hmm. how they're, like, fucking 95 years old. And I'm like, nigga, you, you're not fit to run a country. <laughs> like, ultimately, you're not. You got to relax. And then the bigger conversation was, like, but, like, how, as an older person, one may struggle with, like, being able to let go. Mm-hmm. Saying no longer, saying that, hey, you know, recognizing, hey, I don't think I should be on the road anymore. But also feeling like society is ostracizing oh, you. pushing them out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And having to struggle between that, like, fine balance. So it was just a ball of emotions watching this movie. And then basically, you know, you're watching him deal with, you know, what I just talked about. And navigating as, even down to the fucking, the monologue in the beginning. It was just an emotional ball of time and feelings. I mean, I, I can feel that because I was like, dang, I want to hug my grandma, bro. Like, dang, why, why y'all why y'all so mean to old people, bro? Yeah. Like, you pushing around, y'all stealing from them. And then I'm like, oh no, my people, God, yes. people do rob old people. They do. Or they abuse them when they're in their homes. They be stealing from their house and yeah. shit. They be fucking up old people so much. Remember that story when everybody was stealing toilet paper and the people were taking toilet paper about that old lady cart and I just really wanted to beat everybody ass. Um, I really do want to kick people in the chest because I don't really understand. And honestly, that is the horrors of society. Um, it's, the, it's the ugliness of society. And I'm just like, damn, that's crazy. Because if you do happen to, whether you look at it as a blessing or not, you know, a curse, whichever your thought process is, if you happen to end up being an old person, business can happen to you too. Take a look at yourself. That's really what the movie was telling me. Um, you know, like many George Romero films, there are, I guess, like a, a secret or not so, you know, mm-hmm. blatant fucking message behind it. This straight up had a message because it came with the intro slide saying, hey girl, 
the guy I am the uncle from Martin. He didn't say that, but the uncle, oh, the guy who played the uncle from Martin, he's Batgirl and he's in a whole nother movie and he's trying to tell you about why you need to, uh, to give a shit about the old person in your life and not necessarily in your life. Because, right. bitch, you too might be an old person and you can be mad as fuck if these people start beating your ass on the street. And then he's lonely. He can't talk to nobody. Bro, when they go over to the upper white room, he's like, you want to go back to the park? He's like, no, bro, I don't want to go back out there, bro. I don't want to go back out. The people are terrible. I'm not going. You can make some friends. I can't. I'm not making no friends. I'm not Mm-mm. going. And I was like, you, I, I get it. Because I, too, would not go to the amusement park. Also, amusement parks are really stressful as a whole. It's they so are. They're very busy. I just, I don't know. It also, you know what? When I sat and thought about myself, one day you, too, will be as a, a if you want to be super literal, I am a music park goer. I love going into the music park. But one day, I guess... I won't be able to go to the music park. It's going to be too much. It's going to be too much for me. And I guess it's a part of growing up and getting old. It's a very sad, morbid thought. So shout out to Mr. Romero for making this film because, I mean, I know y'all was like, not just you, Jazz, but somebody else was like, you're really going to be in your films. I'm like, I don't doubt it. I didn't know I was going to be in that bitch crying. And not like boo-hoo crying, but I was literally just like silently crying. My face was wet. Okay, yeah. I'm like I said, I could I felt some feels, but you know I don't be crying like that. I be crying, dog. And I get it. I understand. I was like, damn. Let me call grandma. What grandma you doing? Well, my big Kathleen ain't be doing the most. So okay, big Kathleen <laughs> is also Leo. So there's I love that. her. <laughs> I just, whoo, girl. Um, another Romero film that is like, because when you think of George Romero films, the first thing, admittingly, I'm pretty sure most people think of is zombies. Yep. And so far, we've covered a vampire movie. We covered a movie that surrounds ageism and just you know mortality and being old and in general. Yeah. Um, he got different movies. I he watched does. Them. He does. I watched Monkey Shines, 1988. I have not seen Monkey Shines. What was that about? It's on HBO Max. It's due right now. Right now. Ooh. I watched it yesterday. This dude is, um, and I had started it like a month or so before, mm-hmm. but I didn't finish it because I feel like I put it on at like one o'clock in the morning because, you know, chaotic. Um, this guy, he was an athlete, healthy guy, and he gets hit like an accident, like hit by a truck or something like that, and mm-hmm. he's paralyzed. And, you okay. know, that's a, that's why I'm like, okay, that's another like, he, he fo- George Rail loves to focus on like the human condition. Like, how, how you go from being fully mobile and now, you know, nothing, you can't do anything, like, you, you've lost everything, he's kind of upset with everybody, Yeah, he's making these self-deprecating, is that the word? So, yeah. Depre- whatever, jokes. Self-deprecation. Like, yes, like, you know, these kind of, oh, I could do this, I could yeah. do that, yeah. whatever. And he, they p- pair him up with this monkey named Ella. And Ella is getting assumed to be smart. Kind of like when Deep Blue Sea, they was making a shark smart. Yeah. Boom, here we go, same thing. Ella is possessive, and that's where I'm going to leave it. Okay. It was all right. Okay. I believe you. And now I actually want to see it for myself. I ran out of time, so I wasn't able to check that one out. I mean, despite, you know, I was, I think I was trying to like jog my memory of like new movies that I haven't seen before. And then the newer one I saw was like Martin and in the music park. Yeah. But I am really excited to hear that's on HBO Max and I will be adding that to my spooky season list because I definitely want to check these things out. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. It. She was turned up, man. Okay, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, watch that shit. Now, I watched Bruisers. I have Bruiser. not seen Bruisers. It's on Tubi. Okay, about for to write free. This down. 2000. Oh. It. 
The premise was kind of cool. Okay. But Uh-oh. it didn't quite deliver. Oh, no. Um, there was a lot of white shenanigans going oh, on. Well. But, yeah, not, like, too much, but it was definitely a bit of it. It was enough. It was enough. Um, I... Okay. It was some racism involved because... What? One of the dudes, it was, like, who was, like, the, I guess, company-owned boss, whatever. He's a jerk mm-hmm. boss. So he was saying just real bad stuff about like the models and stuff like mm-hmm. that. He was he was mean to everyone. Like he's racist. He's sexist. He's he's all the isms. Okay. He's also rich. So he you know he treats poor people like dirt. Um, he was the the source of the racism pretty much. It oh was, it okay. Was him. And he just, you know it's always one. Yeah, and he it he's in the, he, there's a lot of screen time for him. Mm. There's a lot, and he's played a villain before. You have seen this man. Okay. You'll recognize his nose and long Not face. His nose, bitch. Okay. You will. Okay, I will definitely be putting this to my list because now I know this on Tubi, and Tubi is that girl. If you are looking for a thing, a, chan- a streaming service that gives you a lot of random-ass movies to check out on a day, like movies you probably would never thought of, and I know you're probably like, Kat, that is such a vague description. Exactly. That is exactly <laughs> it. Go ahead and open the Tubi, Tubi app. Anybody can tell you Tubi is going to be that girl. You may or may not, most likely you will have to watch like a couple little commercials in between. But girls, just like TV, like take a break, go to the bathroom, you know, file your nails or something. Do whatever you need to do. But Tubi is that your, is, that's it. That's on your list. Do it. Yes, please watch it. It is, it's, it's great, man. Okay. And a movie that is on Tubi for free, a George Romero flick. Season of the Witch. It came out in 1972. You might also see 1973 next to it. I actually first saw this um, like a year or so ago on Shutter, yes. um, and it was a good time. Um, you're basically following a suburban um, housewife who decides to join the local occult group, and now she's a witch and she's out here living it up with her witch friends in the cult-like situation um, in suburbia in the 70s. I love it. I'm a born housewife. Let me turn to Boo Hera. Like, let me me turn to the witchcraft. Let me open the black book. Let's go. And I'm like, well... And this was one of those movies that was written and directed by George Romero. And I saw that the IMDb score was like 5.6 out of 10, and the Rotten Tomatoes score was 67%. And I didn't dislike this movie, but I also felt like it was a strong 7. Seven, maybe even eight. I'm giving it like a six point five. It was a lot of dream sequences, and I'm okay. just not a fan of a movie that's a bunch of dream sequences. It was not scary to me. Maybe that's it wasn't supposed to be dumb scary, but you know, I was like, okay, how many times are we gonna watch this girl in his dress in his field in his in his dream? Am I biased because I'm like seventies horror? I think the answer might be yes. I mean, you know, that's fair. It looks great. Her it does. Beautiful gowns. Eyeshadow's amazing. Lovely so, wigs. Let me tell you. The, the looks. Out, the looks. The looks they were getting off. The looks. I, I'm supportive of this. There I'm also go. supportive of learning witchcraft, getting your husband killed, and getting a new man. Um, Come on. We love to see I'm it. I'm supportive of that as we well. We do. I just think it's a good time. Now, I don't know. No, we didn't. Day of the Dead, 1985. We didn't really dive into it because I kind of like overview a little bit on okay. all, all the old, of the dead. So we could talk very much about Day of the Dead. I, I, I love that talk movie. about Bub just a little bit. Because yes. Now, 
We I see, don't like the racism in this movie, though. No. Or the sex. I mean, Dawn of the Dead has racism in it, too. They all do. I think that's... It's, it's my, you know, a lot of these are on poipus, but, you know, you yeah. know. Um, they talk... You see it a little bit in Night of the Living Dead, where the zombies come into the wall, well, the door, and picks up a brick or a rock and busts the fucking window. They use yeah. the tools. I'm not with that. So, now we get to the point where they're trying to train the zombies there in a facility, Florida Keys, mm-hmm. underground. It's the military people protecting the scientists, and the scientists are trying, trying to train the zombies so they're not eating people, you know? They're docile. And they got Bub. And Bub listen to music, he get loose, he can point a gun, he mm-hmm. likes to loot, he not eating nobody for real, for real. But... He he's interesting. Like he can, like he's learning to use things. And like, again, Land of the Dead is another option. That's what I'm saying. This is a thing you see in this universe. The the Living Dead. They learn how to do exactly. Things. They learn and adapt, and that makes them fucking dangerous. Let me tell you something. Ready to shit at myself. I I only am mentally prepared for Walking Dead zombies. They can't really open the door. They can't use tools. They're gonna rot away after a while. Yep. They cannot run. Not they're all banding together like a gaggle of a gaggle of friends, and now they rolling up on us like what was that land of the dead when yeah. they pulled up on the rich um, at their fucking mansion. Actually, this is a literal adaptation of Eat the Rich. That is essentially what the fuck that movie is, Land of the Dead. So if you're really trying to get that kick, check that out. It may not be the best film, but you know it did what it came to do. Look, they looked at that water and said, "Wow, the water." That's what we, they literally got in the water and walked across. I was like, no. Wow. No, no, no. Cause wow, I wow, wow. Yes. I could get on a boat and evade the zombies. Not in this case. Um, so yeah. I just, I just, I, they can't have any skills, bro. They can't have any fucking skills. I'm not. Oh, I agree. I would be very fucking upset. I was very upset in um, Day of the Dead when I, you know what? I actually. For the only time I agreed with the army men that were like really fucking racist and upset, the only time I agreed with them was when they pulled up on the dock and they called him Dr. Frankenstein. And they were very much just like, you know, I don't understand what you're doing. Why are you training them to do this stuff? This is not the best way we should be doing with our time. Like, this is not it. Only for you to find out that the doctor, of course, was, of course, being exactly what they said he was doing. Um, the Dissecting most. Them, test subjects. Yeah. And the zombies, like, they know that they're being hurt. They're like, no, they, they don't want to be there, bro. They, it, they, they look sad. It's just too much. It's they, too much. They don't have to do all that. That was the only time I agree with them. Everything else, they all could have burned in hell. They should have been eaten by, the, eaten by the zombies. I Yeah, I agreed with the, we, we don't need to keep these zombies here. Because also, I'm protecting you and risking my soldiers yeah. and shit. Because you want to keep zombies as playthings. We could just all live in this bunker until we run out of food and die. That's truly what I feel in my chest. Well, they were low on food and stuff. And there we go, because eventually we're all going to die in the zombie apocalypse. But we got more uh, movies to talk about. But first, we go pay a little bill of some, okay? Okay, okay. Available now from Dread, Val. Finn, a wanted criminal, hides out with an escort named Val, a demon. Val offers to make his problems disappear if he follows her rules. She has been expecting him all along, and it won't be easy to escape Val's dungeon. Val is out now everywhere you buy or rent movies and on Blu-ray November 2nd. Okay, and we are back. What's poppin', y'all? Let's get it, let's get it, let's get it. Um, So, 
I kind of want to touch on what I got missed. Come on, notes. Come on, notes. The crazies. So I didn't yes. know the crazies existed at all because what happened was I what went happened to, was what happened was I went to the movie theaters to see the remake, and I didn't know it was a remake because mm-hmm. I just I I never I wasn't mm-hmm. born. So I just was like, yeah, the crazies are pretty cool. And they were like, it's a remake, and you know how people feel about remakes. They're just all pissed off yeah. about them. So I'm like, okay, well let me see what the OGs because I'm like. The new one was pretty good. It was. So I'm like. Really good. Yeah, it was really good. So I'm like, you know what? So was the original. So was the original. They just had a slightly different focus. Mm -hmm. I feel like the new one, you focus more in on the people. Kind of like you flash in between. And them people definitely got that sauce. Yeah. And they move real fast. Yeah. And you you flash in between like the military where the stuff is with locations. But initially, they start with them. You don't even go to the town first. The military like, bitch, it's elite. What we going to do? Who gonna fly to the president? Who gonna fly this plane over this bitch? We gonna blow this hoe up mm-hmm. off rip. You don't even meet the people. It's the government. Like, you see them pulling the strings. They won't even about to tell the people. Nope. They about to just nuke. You in here eating your fried egg or whatever, and they about to nuke your fucking town. I mean, but it doesn't really seem that far-fetched. No. Not at all. Not at all. And this movie took place in 1973. Like, it doesn't really seem that far-fetched. If you want to watch the remake of the crazy, excuse me, the original of the crazies, you can find it on Tubi for free. I'm yeah. to tell you, Tubi is that girl, especially Tubi. for these classic horror flicks. Yes, it's on Tubi, Voodoo, Arrow, which is the good time. I've mm-hmm. been having a good time with the Arrow app. But yeah, the crazies is good. Both movies, I recommend. Um, they're a good time. They now, definitely are. I just t- checked out um, Two Evil Eyes, 1990. That's on Tubi. And this is um, a link-up between George A. Romero and Dario Argento. And oh. apparently, Dario Argento has worked with him before. I forgot what movie it was where he was trying to get it made in Dario Argento and, you know, his Claudio Argento, mm-hmm. brother, son, somebody. They funded it. I wonder if it was Day of the Dead. They, they might have helped fund it. One of those, either Dawn of the Dead or Day of the Dead, I believe, Argento's helped him fund it. So I'm like, okay, money, Linka. Shacoin. So they linked up here in this movie where they had, there's two, pretty like two hours long. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're telling pretty much two tales, Edgar Allan Poe tales. And Jordan Romero directed the first one and the second one. Um, oh. Yeah, Dario Argento directed. Now the first one is some shit doing with some undead. So just pull up. You know okay, it great. Is. It's always some undead It's shit. always something to do with his And it was something quite creepy that was happening. There were some creepy images. Oh, I'm so and excited. some sounds that I don't even want to talk about. I just kind of want you to watch it, especially because it's on Tubi for the free scheme. You know I love Tubi. You know I love free. As much as we talked about Tubi today, somebody thought we probably thought we was on Tubi's payroll. Yes. But <laughs> we're not, but it's free, so I'm just saying. Also, the second story is pretty much don't don't harm black cats. Just don't do that. Well, I wasn't going to do that anyways, you know. Well, you know, some people really... Throw them in the prison. Under it. Yep. To be quite honest. Um... I, okay, there's these things. They're like anthologies. I feel like dead time stories. I feel like he has a hand in those. I have not seen those, but I'm very interested. Yeah, his name is Biggest Day on the covers. Like, okay, Romero presents. So I'm like, either he wrote them, produced them, he had his hand in those. I want to see them. I don't know what they're going to look like, how campy they are, how they, I don't know. I want to check them out. Okay. I mean, you know, that aligns right with the fact that, you know, we 
kind of breezed over it a bit earlier because we had a, an entire episode on it on Creep Show itself yeah. and George Romero's um, involvement in that anthology and how that anthology had went from this one situation to what it is known as today, like with this much as what the season four just starting on Shutter again. Um, so check that episode out. Yes. Number one. Um, and check out all the creep shows because we strongly recommend all the movies. The second one, they did some of them stories didn't slap as hard as the first one. We already talked about what our faves and what our you know thoughts and processes were, but get into that and get into creep show. And I, it's just something about a horror anthology. It's something about it. You know, we love an anthology. Let me tell you mm-hmm. something. Um, now, I did not get a chance to see the dark half. I believe I was, didn't either. Yeah. That uh, was it, Jar Caranda Joe or Knight Riders? Yeah, I saw Knight Riders, and I didn't really. I don't think I was in the mood for a jousting contest. I think. Oh I was, no, they did. They I got thought it had little, something to do with people's cars, and they was about to just run each other off the road like Christine. I mean, I read the little Jane. They they got the jousting situation. Okay, That's what it looked like. So I was like, you know, I don't really know. If you're mm. listening and you've seen Knight Riders. Can you just say yay or nay? Like, how is that? Because I kind of want to check it out, but I was like, if it's between this movie and this movie, I put that one on the back burner. Okay. Because I didn't know how it was going to be. Okay. Okay, so you finally saw Survival of the Dead. Oh. What are your thoughts on this? It was really ridiculous. I did not like the characters. I didn't care about those families. (laughs) Those two fucking families fighting over some nothing. Fighting yeah, over nothing. They're fighting over, yeah. eating the horses. I'm, you know, and I see that you were right and I get it. But also, y'all, none of y'all had to live like this, bro. Yeah. None of y'all had to live like this. So I just, I wasn't a fan, bro. Okay. Um, Was it the worst movie I've seen? No. No. It felt long. Um, Diary of the Dead was worse than the survival of the dead to me. Okay. So I'm like, you know... I would. It's not the worst in the bunch, okay? But I just don't really foresee myself watching it again anytime soon because why? Um, now, would you? Do you feel like? Do you think that somebody could possibly come in and give the of the dead part of the franchise like a new spin or like you know a little razzmatazz, a little dazzle, or you're just like, girl, put it to bed? I don't know because I don't think we need any more remakes. Okay. Of it. Of Night of the Living Dead. I think it's I agree. good. Um, I mean, it's going to be a zombie film again. And I don't, y'all don't have George Romero to God, guide God. your hand. Like, you know. you're making another zombie film. And I like a zombie film, and you love a zombie film. I do. You, yeah, but, I mean, what what are y'all going to do? Because what I was about to ask next is, you know, what is your favorite elements of the George Romero films? I like, number one, I actually like all the zombie cheesiness. Some of it is really great. Some of it is shaky. So I'm actually here for it. I like in some way, shape, or form, whether it's on purpose or not, um, that there is some sort of political aspect. I mean, I hate when people like, don't try to make horror political. Well, it is. It always has been, just as much as queer as fuck. Like, it, it's that's just what it is. Um, and whether it was done on accident, like, example, for example, with um, Night of the Living Dead, like originally, you know, Ben wasn't there. There was no oh, Ben is a white man or Ben is a black man. It was just Ben. It was just Ben. But you know, when people play per, play a certain character, the perception, the whole like viewpoint of the movie changes. If Ben was a white man, the movie would have been different. 
Ben is a black man, and in the end, he's basically lynched by a white men after surviving this whole zombie apocalypse. And now your whole thought process of the movie is different because of who, how the initial character looked. And whether that was on purpose or not, you know, it doesn't matter. It's a powerful statement. And then you talk about something that may be a little bit more purposeful in Land of the Dead, where you start seeing how the zombies are, you know, this whole a portrayal of classism and mm-hmm. how the zombies are like, you know, the poor people or the working class or whatever the fuck you want to call us or them or whoever the hell. And then you have the rich people who are out in the condos and you talk about what that looks like. I just, I'm a fan. Yes, I'm about to say I really enjoy the commentary because it's always, it's a zombie film, but there's a lot happening in those zombie films. It's not like, oh, the zombie outbreak, they're eating us. It's like both sides of the characters are always making points, okay? Mm -hmm. So like when we talk about Day of the Dead, the soldiers who are annoying and angry Rhodes is over here, you know, cussing people out. I shoot anybody, bitch. I'm in charge. It's me. Fuck y'all. Fuck these niggas. Okay. It, it It's always been me. I'll shoot anybody, bitch. So, yeah, that attitude is like, you don't like it. It's kind of complicated because he also is making points. We don't need to keep these zombies. We don't have that much, you know, supplies. Why are we even protecting these scientists? What are they doing? Um, why do we have these, why are we putting ourselves in danger for a cure that may or may not happen? Right. And it's like, okay, you don't like Rose, but Rose is not the worst person. He's probably like that because the zombie apocalypse probably made him that way. Like you get a lot of characters who they just killing people. Like in, um, Dawn of the Dead, Peter, I believe is, you know, he got a, like there's children he has to harm. Yeah. And I believe I would like to believe that he wouldn't do that in a zombie apocalypse, but also... Well, outside the zombie apocalypse? Yeah, outside the zombie yeah. apocalypse. But it it kind of shows how human nature changes or how people turn yeah. on each other. Or, because a, a lot of times people be turning on each other when if they just didn't, or if they didn't have so much hubris. Because I feel like also Dawn of the Dead, the dude was like, I'm not going to get bit by a zombie. Then his get, fucking leg get bit. Surprise, bitch. And you watch him deteriorate and shit. Then the black man, Peter, is the voice of reason, which is something that I had never really seen before in that time. Mm -hmm. He's not comedic relief. He's not a fucking sidekick. They introduced Peter. He said, this is Peter. He cool. And Peter been cool the whole time. Yeah. Ain't saying spit number facts. Listen, we need the helicopters up there. Somebody going to see that helicopter. They don't give a fuck. They going to try to steal it. They going to try to get the fuck out of here. Okay. Or they going to, you know, see us here. We need to block this off. We need to block that off. You need to learn how to fight, bitch. You need to learn how to shoot. And then the girl was like, girl, I need to learn how to fly that helicopter too. What you mean? She's yeah. on board. Like, yeah, you're right. I love that for her too. And she turned around. She didn't complain. No, she was like, no, I also need to learn how to do this because we need to make this shit work. Yep. You know, we need to be able to count on each other at this point. And it just, it's just so great to see, like, a black man. Like, yep, we're going to do this. And, yep, we're going to do that. Um, I am the voice of reason. I am making all the points. And that's in a lot of George Romero films. The black characters, Big. y'all can really, like, let me know if I'm wrong. Somebody get me together. But a lot of the, the characters who are black or other people of color in his movies or movies he's a part of, for the most part, are not, like, really playing a, sh- a lot of side characters. Like, they have... In a, a role with lines, which progresses the story. They're actually taking place in the story. Whether they make it all the way to the end, well, I, I can't really, you know, say what that looks like. They're not necessarily being killed first, um, but I'm also saying, you know, they may or may not make it to the end because these endings are bleak and most people just all die in the end, so... I mean, it's a zombie apocalypse. That's what would happen. I mean, we seen what the fuck COVID did. We okay. saw COVID. 
the, and was it? It was dawn of the day. And the dude was like, "If people would just do what we needed to do, then we could just look at us. If we just, people would just." He was like, two of us have clearly much cleared the mall." You know, imagine if it would have been 15, 20, 30 people doing that, all taking off the work. Y'all could have cleared the mall in a fucking day, but no, y'all all could not just do the right thing. He's like, if people just do the right thing, they're never going to do the right thing. No. Is somebody out right now who know they can't, they got a positive COVID case, they about to go to fuck to work, yep. or they about to go to school, or they not about to Is tell somebody anybody. who about to send their child to school, they start, I heard a little baby call, but you know, it's not that serious. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's yeah I'm very serious. So, and I know someone's like, oh, people do that? Yes. Yes. You've yes. seen it. Let's not, let's not pretend. And the facts be out there, and then they be like, yeah, that, no, that didn't happen. I can't read. What you talk about? Um, so did I'm, not read. Did not read. So I'm like, okay, if a zombie apocalypse were to happen, we're fucked. Oh yeah, we the, are the world fucked. To fucking die. Talk about some, the government lying because they do make this comment in like Diary of the Day, which the commentary was fine. Like, okay, the news is lying to us. They edited yeah. the shit, and we posting this so everybody can really know what's going on. Yeah, that could be good, but the acting was real dry. Yeah. and you know they did what the best they could do, I guess, at that time. But it still had the commentary of, you're doing this for fame. I'm doing this for the truth. The government is lying to us. How will the people know? Yeah. And then people are still stealing from them. Yeah. So you still have to deal with the zombies and people being the worst motherfuckers in the world. Yep. Which is, The you real know, life horror. Because. You, gotta get, you get it at all angles. Your ass is getting beat every day. Because even at Night of the Living Dead, the motherfucker from the basement came up there they done, They are doing the plan, and he was about to lock, was it lock Ben out? Yeah. Or some shit? Because he couldn't just, like, not let the racism jump out. He was so pissed. That Even that if that's not essentially how, exactly. Even if it wasn't initially written that way. That man portrayed someone who was so pissed that this black man was telling his ass what to do. He had to try to lock him out so the zombies get him. You know what? Ben should have beat the dog shit out of him. Well, he did. When he Even let him more than in, he did. He whooped his ass. Whooped that trick. Get him. him. Even more. He should have did even more. Actually, he should have chucked his ass outside and turned back to the group and said, anybody who questions, you can go with him. And Walk I would have I would have had no questions. I would have like, well. But also, Dwayne Jones could have told me anything, to be quite honest. I, I mean, did you see him? Did you see where him? Where is the lie? I can't find it. That man was absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you have a favorite George Romero flick? Um, or favorite flicks? Okay, I'm going to just not count Night of the Living Dead, because mm-hmm. duh. Yep. Yes, that's yep. a great time. I really liked Day of the Dead in 1985. Bub was a good time. Bub was crying over Dr. Logan, which is also something like, the zombies had feelings. Like, in that movie especially, because you could see it in the looks on their faces. Like, mm-hmm. they were not, they were suffering, bro. Like, and Bub seen, he was like, oh no, Logan, revenge. Yeah, he, revenge. His brain, brain worked to get revenge. Mm-hmm. If his brain can work to get revenge, the rest of their brains can work to get revenge. Yep. Y'all been doing fucked up shit to these zombies for I don't know how long. Revenge! Revenge. I love revenge. Um, I think mine would be Dawn of the Dead. Okay. And if I had like a top Five, I think amusement park has slid up in there just based off of the sentimental value and feelings it popped up in my chest. Yeah, I'm thinking night, dawn, day. What else is in here? I also like season of the witch too. So maybe like I kind of like monkey shines. Okay, there's still more I need to see. So I don't want to make my solidified list yet. But and the crazies. 
Yeah. And the crazy. Definitely the crazies. All right. Definitely the crazies. That goes. Do you have any favorite scenes or favorite touches to random movies? Um, I know from Night of Living Dead, every time they're talking about the, they're giving exposition about the zombies through the radio. The shit is so yeah. funny. Yeah, they are. They are assassins. They are <laughs> assassins. <laughs> then they're like, they're eating people. They was like, please do not open the door. I forgot what they called them. They're like, they're, they were not trigger happy, but like something happy people or murder happy people. I'm like, they're not murder happy. They are the undead. These are fucking ghouls, bitch. It's going like, crazy. Um, I, those radio shows and the TV was wild. I liked um, whenever the zombies pull up on humans because that's when I know shit is crazy. Um, I don't care what movie it is. The zombies are pulling up. Let's go. I know we... I'm trying to... I'm trying to shift my focus from Night of the Living Dead because we all know what's my fave. So I'm trying to like pick something else. I like, we already talked about the beautiful gowns and the shakiness of Season of the Witch and yeah. how much I really enjoyed eyeshadow. that. Um, oh my God, heavy on the eyeshadow. Um, I've already talked about the crazies and how that movie makes me go, oh yeah. Um, but that's pretty much it. It's usually when the darkness is descending upon the people in every movie. Like when the bad guy is showing up because that's why I'm here. Now in Martin... I don't, I don't know. know how I feel My about that. My favorite part of Martin was when his cousin did the right thing. Yes. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. His cousin did the right thing, and I was with that. Day to day, when Rose was like, turns up, and Bub pull up and shoot, pulls the trigger on him and then salutes him. I, Bitch, petty. How you petty <laughs> in the afterlife, my guy? Turn up. And then he gets torn apart in the special effect. Tom Savini really did his fucking thing, man. Like, Always. Tom Sweeney does not play about no special effects. Always. Give that man his flowers. Oh my God, I can't wait till we cover movies that Tom Savini has worked on. Oh. Oh, it's going to be a lot of blood, guts, and ass, oh. man. Because we talked about The Prowler and we talked about The Burning at a point. Mm-hmm. And there's more. Tom Savini loves some gooey ass shit. It's one of those Friday the 13th movies. He loves intestines. He does. And Bring on the goop. Bring on the goop. Bring on the weird monster shaped people. Blood. Lots and lots of blood. Lots and lots of um, adhesive. Lots of liquid latex. Yep. So I'm a fan. Yeah. It, it, those were good times. I'm trying to think before we close it all out. Backing mm-hmm. it all up mm-hmm. like a U-Haul mm-hmm. truck. Hey. I, I don't know why I always say backing it up like a U-Haul truck. I also always say backing it on up like a U-Haul truck. Um, I yep. think we covered them all. Yep. Nope, I think we, we definitely did. We did. We did it. Okay. Well, we, since we've covered them all, and you guys have probably seen these things or have not, so feel free to check those out. But let us know your thoughts. You can email us at grltspod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can also pull up on us on the social media handles, which is only for real, for real, um, <laughs> Instagram and Twitter at Girl That's Scary. Um, and really, you know, we oh, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Girl That's Scary. We have lots of bonus content um, and stuff that has, is behind a paywall, things that are not behind a paywall polls and co- and stuff that's actually coming down the pipeline so please hold on to your butts shout out to all the folks on our patreon yes and rate us five stars for five star chicks yes okay. yes if you want apple itunes if you Purr. like what you're hearing Purr. Okay. and let us know your thoughts like, what are your thoughts on george romero films is he your fave director he's your fave writer um favorite creator just period are you a stan are you not a fan um we want to hear it yeah are you new to his movies Mm-hmm. And do you have any uh, additional suggestions or anything that you know you would like to see or hear about? You know, you can send us a professional email or just not a professional. You be email. saying professional email, so I was quoting you. Chopper suit email. <laughs> I love to say chopper suit ready. Going to a business meeting. All right. 
Okay. Well, until next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.